I believe there's a hero in all of us. You have great powers, only some of which you have yet discovered. I'm a superhero, my A real life superhero. The world needs extraordinary. We'll make you a superhero. Are you ready to become a hero? Initiating surprise in three. This two is one. The Real Brian Show. Uh, I don't know about you, but I have an episode 200 hangover. Whew, that was a lot of fun last week, looking back on 200 episodes and casting a vision for the future. I hope you've had a chance to listen to it. If not, go check it out. But today, we're going to take it a little easy. We're going to relax, nerd out, discuss our thoughts on Lock and Key, the Harley Quinn Birds of Prey movie, and we'll share a few fun stories. What's it all for? What do you want? <laughs> In a word, chaos. Let's rock it. You know what? I think that actually is the, uh, what's the real Brian show about? In a word, chaos. Chaos. (laughs) You know, I used to host a, a morning show on the radio called Organized Chaos, so maybe that's exactly what it should be. It really is. I mean, it is a literal organized. It, yeah, it's organized chaos. Bit, That's yeah, essentially totally. what it is. We have fun. Yeah. Well, welcome, a little Captain bit, Influence. Totally. Welcome. Thank you for welcoming me, Real Brian. Uh, how are you today? I am fan bloody tastic. That's that's what it is right there. Can't ask for more. Yeah, you know, another day in paradise. Living it well. Yeah, I mean, you know, last weekend was a, a challenge. For various reasons, we we just we won't even share them. But it was a challenge, <laughs> and I'm just glad it's over, man. Holy cow! I was actually was so funny. I'm gonna, like, I'm gonna take Sunday off. I'm gonna relax. Oh no! Oh no! At this, not not was not in the cards. So and yet, um, and yet, you still don't live in Syria. So yeah, I mean, it could be worse. Day in paradise, buddy. It could be worse, <laughs> but um, you know, it is what it is. So yeah. Here's what I got to say. Welcome to The Real Brian Show. Thank you all for joining us. Appreciate it. Really appreciate it. Here we are at episode 202 already. And it's like we get to episode 200 and then it just flies on off. But, you know, we're doing card episodes and having some fun. Right. We're artificially inflating the uh, episode count with our reviews episodes and stuff. But it's still still legit. It is. Yeah. I wouldn't say we're artificially inflating it at all because we're doing episodes. (laughs) I mean, it's just more work and more... (laughs) <laughs> more listening pleasure mm-hmm. they do exist they are real episodes so, that's right yeah. well they coming, just go faster coming in march i know for sure um we are bringing back some of the nerd out interviews as well as the inspirational unleash your superhero basically it's going to be unleash a lot right i like trb unleashed for unleashing your superhero and yes maybe we'll call it trb nerds out or unleashes the inner nerd i don't know but that's coming we've got interviews um actually a, one was scheduled this week already and is done yeah. and i'm excited and another one is scheduled next week and so you will be hearing them in your ear holes i guess is that the right word here soon yeah and he's not kidding this time they're actually <laughs> they're actually gonna happen yeah in march though they're I, finally happening guys i know i'm so excited you yes. know the biggest problem i run into is scheduling with people of course honestly your schedules will merge and yes. it'll happen. So the stars will align. I'm excited. We'll have the best daggum music ever in the future. Righteous. I'm sorry. Party I just had on. a Bill and yep. Yeah, exactly. It's like I had a Bill and Ted moment and you, you found it. 
My computer components all arrived this week. Finally, finally. Thank God. Oh my gosh. It has been a long journey. Yes, I OCD'd a little bit, but there are reasons. One of them was that I didn't want to get burned again by having crapping components. And the yeah. other one was I really, you know, you got to make sure when you're building a computer that everything works together. You know, it's not complicated. Yeah. It's just you need to know that. And a lot of people just go out and buy things. And then what they realize is that, oh, well, I'm not getting the RAM speed that that's advertised. Certain things don't talk correctly together. So I've had to learn all that. It's been really fun. Putting together a computer, once you know how to do it, it's pretty easy. But my biggest worry when I do it, luckily I don't have to do it very often, maybe every five or six years, is exactly what you just said. Getting the compatibilities right. Where the OCD came in was, should I get this case or should I get this case? And some people are like, it doesn't matter. Just pick a case. But if you actually go on to YouTube and watch some of the reviews, it actually really does matter when you're running a lot of heat. Uh-huh. If you don't have the proper airflow management, then, you know, your components heat up and they start to throttle, in which case you're not getting the speeds and the power that you originally and bought in the first place. Degrade. Yeah, exactly. So it was so funny. I finally came to the point where I'm like, I know what case I'm going to get. I've decided. And everyone in the entire world sold out of it wasn't going to come into stock until mid-March and not ship until the end of March. So I thought, I'm not waiting. So I got another case that actually I wanted more, but it was just a little more expensive, which I'm like, uh, fine. So now that you have all your components, yeah, when are you going to be able to play it again? I'm planning on building it this weekend. Okay. And then we'll see. Do you know how hard yoga is? Have you ever I, tried it? No. Nah. Uh, no, uh, my wife does yoga every day, but no, I have personally never done it. And I understand that it is quite hard if you haven't done it. So what's amazing to me is how people say, oh, yoga is relaxing and it's all about stretching and, you know, balance and flexibility and stuff like that. Well, I don't think people, <laughs> they forget to tell you that yoga also engages muscles in ways that you've never experienced before. And it requires intense strength in order to be able to do some of those moves and whatever they call them, not just poses, especially the bigger you are. Yes, I'm sure. Yeah. Well, taller, bigger. Yeah. For some of these like really short, you know, 90 pound (laughs) women or whatever, that's, you know, yeah, it's probably if you're five foot, nothing and a hundred pounds or a hundred and even 20 pounds, it's probably not quite as weight, you know, based, but I mean, there's a lot of balance in yoga. Oh yeah. It's incredible. We've done it. Well, Sarah's done it before, but this is my, uh, let's see. I've done it three times now, three sessions, but that second session that came in, we were doing a bunch of mostly leg workout and oh my gosh, I just for four days, cause I was going to work out, you know, do some legs in the, in the weight room. And I'm like, I can't dude. my, and I was like, what are these muscles? And, and he's like <laughs> hip flexors. And I'm like, yeah, those my hip flexors, they hurt and burned for like four full days. <laughs> and then by the fifth day, I was like, okay, they're starting to like, I can move again. <laughs> I could not hardly lift my leg up. Oh, it was funny, but Hey man, it's amazing stuff. It's been fun. And I take everything back about yoga and Pilates. How, you know, I was like, yeah, yoga's uh yoga's kind of wussy. And yeah, no, you never said that. No, I didn't. I might've thought that. <laughs> <laughs> Well, in apologizing for saying that, which you actually never said, you now have offended a bunch of people who do yoga, but you've apologized to them at the same time. So it's all good. Well, I never meant to offend, but the thing is, it's funny because yoga has this weird stigma and I think there's a lot of like spiritual things too that has, you know, that the stigma is wrapped around, but for whatever reason, there's this stigma around it. 
But huh. regardless, it's very difficult to do and it requires incredible amount of strength and, and like you said, you know, balance. And I, it's just, it's really fun. So it's worth doing good flexibility. It helps your body. I'm kind of hooked. I enjoy it now. So I will, as I've mentioned before, I will not wear yoga pants though. I was going to say, when are we nope. going to see you in nope. yoga pants, Brian? Nope. And I'm not going to do the whole bun hair bun thing. Oh, man. God. bun. That's, that's oh, the next. Nope. Yep. Nope. Yoga pants and a man bun. Nope. That's your thing. Yep. yep. If I ever do that, I give you permission to t- put a gun to my head and pull the trigger. I would get in big trouble and I wouldn't want to do that. Okay, so. fine. Uh, well, but if I give you permission, is it murder? Yes. Shoot. Unfortunately. Dang it. Oh, it's assisted suicide. All right. Never mind. Okay, forget so go it. To, go to Oregon. Maybe you can do it. No, slap me in the face then. <laughs> At least just do something to wake me. I'm never going man bun and, and yoga pants, though. I, I have self-respect, all right? <laughs> oh, though that probably just offended somebody. Oh, my gosh. You know, if we offended someone with a man bun. And yoga pants. Okay. Yeah. Uh, hey, women, you're welcome to wear yoga pants. That's It's fine on women. I have no problem. It's it just men wearing yoga pants. There's There's something... <sighs> Do men wear yoga pants? Some, I've never seen some a man do, in yoga pants. Some do, and and you know you've got to revoke their man card. I'm sorry. Yeah, especially if they have a man bun. Okay. Yeah. Just, okay. Speaking of incredible strength and balance, we're just transitioning really nicely here. I watched the NBA All Star Game, which I haven't really done a lot in the last few years, but I was kind of excited this year because you know Phoenix Suns fan Devin Booker, who is kind of their star on the team and all that, fifth year in the NBA. He definitely deserved to be in the NBA All-Star game, you know, last year, the year before and stuff like that kind of got snubbed this year, got snubbed again. In fact, honestly, some of the people that were chosen for the All-Star team are not as good as Devin Booker. And it's kind of funny how like, well, okay, why didn't you do that? Well, there's something weird going on and who knows, but weird turn of events. This superstar from Portland, Damian Lillard is, oh, he's got a groin injury. And there's been, well, yeah, but here's the thing. There's a lot of weird speculation going around and like, is it really that bad? Because he didn't get carried off and he wasn't really limping off. He just kind of walked off and that was it. And everyone's kind of like, is he really injured or was he at? Because when he got so-called injured, right? He's like, put Devin Booker in my spot. That's what he told everybody. He told the NBA commissioner to do that. Well, NBA commissioner actually decided, okay, sure. Go for it. Devin, you're in. So I'm kind of like, was it Wait. a real injury or was it Damien's way of stepping back and saying, put him in, in my place, the new, co- new commissioner or the dead commissioner, the, the new one. Okay. Yeah. This happened like a week ago. Oh, okay. So anyway, hmm, yeah. I mean, who knows for wonder. sure, but you just got to kind of wonder and you know, he was a reserve. He wasn't a starter, but he came in and he scored, I think six points. And what was really, really cool is that there was this, nobody expected this because Devin's a guard and I don't remember who it was. They threw up a shot. It bounced off and Devin is flying off the free throw line in midair, grabs the rebound with one hand and dunks it in the same move. Wow. That <laughs> Over sounds the top. Like yeah, it was amazing. And everyone's like, what the, what just happened? So he deserved to be there. You know, it's neat to see that. So that's the main reason I watched the all-star game. I have watched them in the past uh, a couple of years, like maybe little bits here and there. And usually what happens is this kind of this cool show. They, you know, there's a lot of dunks. There's not a lot of defense. It's just, let's just, you know, let it, let's let all the superstars get together and show off their talent, which is right. fun. Right. But it's not like right. they're not really playing to win per se. Usually. And it, by the way, it is amazing to see the sheer talent that these guys have. It's the best of the best. It really is fun to watch. I mean, you watch people throwing down 
like Kawhi Leonard, I think at one point had six of six three pointers in a row. And it's just like, you know, these guys can shoot. They can dribble. They're amazing. Like they're just so good. And so they put on a show for the first, I think mostly two and a half quarters towards that end of that third quarter. It's kind of like, oh, they started to play a little bit. But what was very interesting is that each team was playing for a specific charity in Chicago. And what was really cool is each quarter that the team won, 100,000 was donated to that charity of the winning team of that quarter. Oh, wow. And then, you know, it kind of moved on. So like, oh, okay, you get $100,000 here and, you know, then this, whatever. That's kind of how it worked out. The fourth quarter, this was cool as a tribute to Kobe Bryant. And by the way, they... um. They named the MVP award now the Kobe Bryant MVP award. I heard really cool. that, yes. Yeah. But the, the final quarter, there was no time on the clock. It was whoever reached 24 points first because that was his oh. number, which was really, really cool. Now, the thing was, is in the third quarter, the teams tied. And so how that worked is that the, the money, instead of 100000 going over you know, to the winning team of that quarter, it rolled over into the fourth corner, and somehow it became a $300,000 donation in the fourth quarter oh interesting so okay. i was gonna was, say at least at least they didn't get cheap on us right yeah so that's what i was wondering like oh well you know okay you don't get money but no it rolled over and so yeah instead of one hundred thousand, it became three hundred thousand. and by the way each team won a quarter first and second quarters so basically at the end of the game whoever won the game that charity was going to get four hundred thousand dollars total so it was insane and i've never seen this in an all-star game ever but the competition went, it looked like watching the NBA finals and they were insane. I mean, the dunk stopped, (laughs) the showmanship stopped and it became a really intense game in that fourth quarter. And you're watching superstars and all stars going up against each other. It was incredible. I mean, if, if you're a fan of any sport at all, this was some of the best sportsmanship I've, I've seen in years. It was so much fun to watch. Because they wanted to win. They wanted to win for their charity, which I'm like, that is so cool. So huge, insane competition. Fun to watch. Props to the NBA. That was some of the best, like almost old school reasons for playing basketball that I've seen in a long time. Nice. I I hope they continue that format. Like next year is the same way. Yeah, I agree. I hope so. I mean, I don't know if they will, but there was a lot of tribute to the former commissioner, NBA commissioner, and of course, Mm -hmm. Kobe and his stern his daughter and then a co- yeah Stern David David Stern right mm-hmm. um, and a bunch of other people you know that were on that helicopter so I mean it was a really cool tribute and they had a bunch of people coming out and doing stuff and then just to see the 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 donations to these charities that was really really cool speaking of cool things by the way and it's exciting because it's actually out of CU Boulder in Boulder Colorado for those of you who are like what's CU that is uh, University of Colorado Backwards. They are. Yeah, exactly. I don't know what that is. <laughs> Colorado backwards. University. We discovered that CU Boulder has been in the process of trying to design more sustainable buildings. And so what does that mean is that they're trying to create concrete that uses bacteria. This is crazy to actually heal itself when it's damaged. Can you imagine the applications for infrastructure if they could perfect that oh process? That'd be incredible. Yeah, now, I, mean, I mean, think about it. It's like weather hits it or, you know, I mean, you have to get new siding on a building or something like that. You know, you, you think about all the things you have to constantly do and to think that your building's going to heal itself. That's incredible. 
it's an incredible concept. I'm on the fence until it, you know, it's they're using bacteria. So what? I mean, yeah. obviously they must be benign bacteria. Um, I mean, what what are the implications of this technology? What could it possibly go out of control? Not necessarily in a dangerous way, but maybe in a <laughs> like it starts building itself somewhere else, or I don't know. Well, okay. Uh, I don't so, know how smart is it? I, I just there's all sorts of questions. There is something about it because they're creating the bacteria building materials. However, that's going to be. It is intended to actually be alive. It will multiply. So that goes to your thing. Is that for example, if you break a piece off, it will rebuild that piece. They actually but, took the brick and they broke it in half and it rebuilt the other half like a lizard crazy. growing I mean, its tail or like nanotechnology or like I mean, a worm or like uh, uh or like a flatworm when yeah. you cut it in half it grows it into two flatworms or whatever but but how does the how does the the colony of bacteria know to when to stop rebuilding yeah, that's the, brick? the thing like yeah yeah it's, it's like i've always been fascinated about how that, this just reminded me of this how parts of our bodies know when to stop growing hair. Like, you know, you only yeah. grow hair so long on certain, like your arms, for example, your, your arm hair grows to a certain length and then stops. Well, some men's uh, hair your, is longer than others. Head, yeah, but your <laughs> head hair will keep growing indefinitely. Isn't yeah. that weird? Isn't that the weird? See, that's the thing. Like there's some level of intelligence in the bacteria, but what is that level of intelligence? And it's like a, it's programmed into their DNA. That's like arm hairs DNA knows to grow a certain amount and then stop. I don't know the biology about that, but anyway, I, I it, don't it's, know. it's, it's really cool. It's, it's got, it impl- it's got, it's neat that somebody's working on that. But. Yeah. And of course it's, you know, still in the experimental phase. They are using what they call cyanobacteria and under these quote, again, here, here, here's some of the limitations under the right conditions. They are green microbes. They absorb carbon dioxide gas, helps them grow Mm. and make calcium carbonate, which is the main ingredient in limestone and, as it turns out, cement. So Mm. here's the limitations, though. Like they're saying the right conditions. Right now they're saying, well, it has to be a humid environment. So for dry environments like Colorado, for example, it's not really going to work because they dry out and die. So they're trying to... But Florida... Yeah. (laughs) I mean, it could be like this cement city that grows in i mean it's like all of a sudden this is giant cement city that grew out of control you and could grow senior citizens golf carts from dude. this stuff and the only way to stop it is to come out with a bunch of hair dryers tea <laughs> <laughs> humidifiers yeah the tea just oh man and then it grows around it and like brittle. destroys yeah. those well the other thing they are working on is they're trying to create a strain of this bacteria that will like an, an engineered version that will survive in dry climates and still oh, be able I thought to replicate. Gonna say, I thought you were going to say destroy humanity, but well, you know, it's possible. <laughs> they might be. I mean, you probably should read some of, uh, was it Asimov's works about androids and computers and stuff and artificial intelligence. Wasn't it him? Wait, that was, was, I thought it was uh Philip Dick. No, the iRobot series. Was that Asimov or was that Dick? I that was Asimov. Yeah. Okay. So that's what I'm talking about. So, yeah, you know, read that first. You don't want the bacteria to like get all super intelligent and be like, oh, well, the only way to save the earth is to destroy humanity, which is semi true. Yeah, it is. (laughs) (laughs) Only semi. (laughs) Well, and by by semi, it's because there are people in this world that don't care about our earth. And so that's the semi people people in charge 
all over the earth who don't care about the earth. Yes, but there are those who do care (laughs) and those are the people that should not be killed off. But would the bacteria be able to discern that? Oh, yeah. Now we're getting we're 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 getting a little deep into this. Is this Um, bacterial conspiracy theories? Yes. Oh, man. Yes. Okay. well, it's a cool theory either way. And it's a cool idea that they're working on. And wouldn't it be absolutely amazing if they could create sustainable buildings that heal themselves without grow destroying humanity or taking over the planet and they're carbon neutral. Oh, not even, yeah. not only carbon neutral, they are carbon negative, positive. What they're, would, that they're, be? Uh, would it be synergistic or uh, symbiotic they, they suck? They suck in the carbon dioxide like trees do. Yeah. Except, or, or but do they breathe oxygen, Brian? Oh, do they put anything out? That's the thing. That would be cool. Maybe. I bet, you know, there's cyan, there's cyanobacteria. So, if they're eating carbon dioxide, they're exhaling something. Yeah. I wonder if they're the same as plants. I don't know. In that regard, that See, would be nice. This is where we need to interview some of these CU students and be like, all there right, nerd out with us because we don't know what you're, this has gone beyond our, our genius. I mean, we're geniuses, but this has gone a little beyond our genius. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, my gosh. Well, how cool is that? So there you go. Yeah. Hey, speaking of things that are really, really cool, I need to just talk about lock and key really quick. And for those oh, of you, yeah, who yeah. Are, you know what I'm talking about. Some of you have been waiting for this for nine years and others are like, what? What's lock and Wait, key? Nine years. Yeah. I, apparently it's been in the uh, works for nine years. The, the show or is the it based show. on a book? It's based on a comic. Oh, oh, so lock and key L O C K E. That's the family is the lock yeah. family and they are part of the key house. And I'll tell you a little bit because this is not a spoiler, but there's all these magical keys that unlock things and they call out and they do really cool. Each of the keys do really cool things. And there's this incredible mystery that goes throughout the entire season, a great story. And it's a lot of wonder and magic. Okay. There's my little preview for you. Yeah. It's really good. I, because Sarah was gone for a few days, ended up watching the entire season. There's only 10 episodes. You oh my gosh, it. I binged it. I, I, and I don't binge shows that much unless it's that good. I mean, pretty much uh, Lost in Space season two is binge worthy. Most yes. shows I got to take a break from or just like, yeah, I'll watch an episode here and there. But this was like, I can't put the episode down kind of thing. This is incredible. So I loved it. That was a little creepy at times. There were some scare moments, but it's not a horror and it's no, not, not really a slasher or anything weird like that. But there's the ones where it's like, oh, a little bit of a jump scare. But yeah. it was good. There are some intense scenes as well. So keep that in mind. But I know it's not mature rated. I think it's 14 TV. 14 is what they call it. I've seen the first episode. I loved it, by the way. I can't wait to keep watching. In the first episode, there's a little bit of racy content, teenage sexual content. Yeah, but nothing inappropriate. Uh, and they didn't show anything. Nothing terribly. Yeah, they yeah. didn't show anything. It was just, yeah, 14 is probably a good age. Yeah. There was one other scene in another episode. And again, they didn't show anything and it really didn't go very far. And I think that was it. It was pretty tame on that side, which is great. It was definitely tame on the profanity side. There was, I think, one or two that I noticed and that was it. The little kid, Bodie. It reminds me so much of my nephew. Oh, funny. <laughs> totally. So... Yeah, my yeah. nephew's got a personality very similar to his. And and nice. it's just the character development. I mean, again, I'm only going by oh, one yeah. episode, but the characters are really fun. They are. Um, yep. And the musical score is really enchanting. The writing's good so far. I mean, it looks like I'm going to enjoy the whole thing. So You know, there were some characters that annoyed me because they were supposed to. They were written that way. Oh, so yeah. 
I, and I wanted to say that because sometimes you you see a character that annoys me because it's it's poorly written. This right. is one that it's like, no, it was written to be annoying and I loved the characters even if they were annoying. So it was really cool. My only gripe with the actual show was and this is definitely a writing issue. And I don't by know. By the way, this was, was on Netflix. Yeah, Did Netflix, by the way. Yep. No, okay. didn't go to Netflix if you have it. So there were times where some of the characters, especially and by like I'm gonna say episode nine or ten, they've been through stuff, they've experienced things, they've gotten some, you know, knowledge and a little bit of wisdom now with the keys and what's going on in the story and everything. And then they make these incredibly dumb decisions collectively, and you're just like <laughs> Seriously, wait a minute. <laughs> you, that just doesn't make That's any good. sense. And so I, I look at that as like, okay, well, yeah, they're teenagers, but there were some adults involved. I'm not going to lie. I think that was bad writing. Okay. I know it's but, Hollywood and it makes for a good story, but I honestly think it was bad writing. And it's like the, my first thought, I'm not going to tell you what happens, but in that scene, I'm like, okay, you're going to do this, right? And no, they didn't. And I'm like, seriously, you should like, come on, guys. You were you talked about this in other episodes. So that's my only gripe, though. There was a, and that a happens, few dumb moments. That sort of thing happens in a lot of shows, that, especially and even ones that I like, where you're just kind of like, really, did you guys just do that or just say that? Or yeah, it's such an obvious mistake that the writers are either just fudging it or they're. I mean, I, I can't believe that they're deliberately insulting their viewers' intelligence. Well, okay, so I don't think or they're, they're insulting. insulting the characters' intelligence. But they here's the thing, though. What did it elicit from me? I shouted at the TV saying, seriously, why did you do that? Which is what they want. They want me but to get no. emotionally invested. So, Sure, but in not some, in a negative way. Well, not necessarily, but it's more of like, no, what are you doing? That's actually supposed to be a really good thing is when you can relate to a story enough that you're shouting at the characters and they can't hear you, but like they can hear you. So in some ways I'm saying that was dumb. I don't know if that's bad writing or if it's brilliant writing to be completely honest (laughs) because it, it got my attention. I'll let you know what I think once I get to that part. Yeah, exactly. But either way it was good and I loved it. Highly recommend it. Very well worth it. Well, one thing I did finally catch up on and, and finish was Arrow because oh. this was the final season and the series finale aired a couple of weeks ago now, a few weeks ago, something like that. And I, I think I was like a week or two behind, but you know, I had stopped back in, let me think here. This was season eight. So I think I stopped back in season six, finally caught up in the fall and then, you know, watched, oh man, crisis, the, the crossover crisis on infinite earths was phenomenal by the way i thought they did a really good job i had a few you know issues typical issues but whatever i thought it was really good thought they did a great job but the series finale and interestingly enough the final season of arrow started off with this massive bang it was like so good and then there were a few episodes and i'm like okay yeah you know they're doing some development they're kind of leading up to crisis we'll see what happens but the green arrow and the canaries episode, which was the penultimate episode. That's how you use the word penultimate, by the way, people second to last. Yeah. A lot of people didn't like it because it was kind of like, Oh, this is like a, a pilot for a a spinoff series and it just didn't fit with arrow. And I actually agree with that. I I don't think it fit with arrow at all. In fact, what it should have been is they should have done the the last season ended it and then done that episode as a, by the way, here's a bonus episode potential pilot for birds of prey or something like that. It should not have been that penultimate episode. I thought that was a really dumb placement, but it wasn't a bad episode. It just 
felt completely out of place. Other than that, though, I thought the last few episodes of Arrow were just amazing. And the final episode was incredible. It was a wonderful send off for Arrow and the legacy that it started. What's really funny is when that episode got over, like I just sat there in silence for a few minutes and I was just like reminiscing (laughs) about when I started watching episode or season one of arrow when it came out in 2012, because if you think about it, there've been a lot of interesting TV shows over the years, but that was the first superhero TV show of its caliber. There were a lot of other cheesy ones in years past and you know, they were whatever, but this is like this. It's like when the matrix came out and we first saw the matrix and it changed the way movies worked and we were blown away. That's more than me how arrow season one was because it was like, we've never seen anything like this on TV more than, more than Smallville. Cause Smallville was a quite the phenomenon. Uh, Smallville was it's yes, it was its own beautiful thing. And I loved Smallville by the way, but arrow was a completely different level. Okay. Because you know, in Smallville, it was a lot of, let's put it this way. If you grew up with Smallville and you were watching it like in high school and college and all of that, which, which most people did, which is really difficult to do again now, but that's, my, that's my point. It was really fun. If you go back and watch it right now, you're just like, Oh man, this is a lot of teenage oh, angst. It's a no, CW no, no. The show. teenage angst does. It's not the teenage angst. It's Chloe. <laughs> I can't watch it anymore uh, well, because yeah, Chloe turned into this insane person in real life. Who I did know a bunch of questionable things. It's not the teenage angst. It's like this internal angst. Like, yeah, but if you go Chloe, back and no, it's if Chloe. you go back and rewatch <laughs> Smallville, well, okay. Let me rephrase that. If you've never watched Smallville and you're an adult and you go and, and watch it now for the first time, you're going to be like, yeah. there's a lot of teenage. This is kind of cheesy. Yeah. It's like high school yeah. drama. Well, it was. It was four so years was of high school. But see, I never watched it growing up. And if I were to go back and watch it now for the first time, I'd be like, eh, probably, even though I think yeah. it's good. My point True. is, is that when Arrow came out, it was it was something different, completely yeah. something different. We'd never seen anything like it, like the Matrix. And when so, did Arrow end? A couple of weeks ago. Okay. Let's get Amy Gumminick on to talk about it again. Well, she wasn't on the last season at all. In fact, I know, but hasn't been it's on a good for a excuse, while. right? <laughs> I know. Well, I'm just, yeah, trying maybe to I know it'd be, uh, it'd be interesting. <laughs> I, I'll tell you though. It was, it was really fun to watch. And I, anyway, reminiscing though was really funny. Cause I, I remembered like, where was I when season one came out? And I was remembering uh, my friends and I, we'd either watch it live or they would DVR it. Cause this was 2012, you know, I mean, this was DVR time. Holy cow. Eight years. It's so funny, but it was cool because then I was so excited about that show. And this is when TV talk started. And that's when we started podcasting about TV shows and everyone's like, who wants to do arrow? And I was like, Oh, pick me. Oh my gosh. I was like, please. I'm the only one that should do arrow. (laughs) (laughs) They picked me. And that's when Kevin, the podcast overlord and I got together and we did TV talk arrow and then we, you know, transformed it into Arrow Squad after TV Talk kind of went under. And yeah, TV Talk Arrow was season two. Arrow Squad officially formed in season three. Rest is history. But I'll tell you, those first two seasons are just spectacular. And it, what's weird is like I went back and I kind of rewatched a few scenes from the first season. And I, I could like remember like where I was when I first saw that and like sights and smells and weird things like that. You know what I mean? Like it's good when a show or any story for that matter can create that level of memory. It's cool. Yeah. I agree. So it was a good ending to the show. I was very thankful for what they did. All right. Speaking of birds of prey, which I mentioned, 
Got to go see Birds of the Heart. What is it? The Birds of Prey and the Fantabulous Emancipation of One Harley Quinn. That's the name of the the movie. Yeah, it's, it's so called funny. Birds of Prey. Well, it it's both. It's it's Harley Quinn. It's Birds of Prey. Somebody was like, it should be Birds of Prey and Harley Quinn, and I'm like, no, it's mostly about Harley Quinn and the Birds of Prey as well. Regardless, I really enjoyed it. The ratings are surprising to me. And I don't agree with them. So go complain about whatever you want. I thought it was significantly better than Suicide Squad. Yeah. I think Suicide Squad missed the mark on a lot of things. I think it had a lot of potential. And there were things about Suicide Squad that I actually did like. But there were a lot of things that they just kind of... It didn't work. This worked. This was sort of a Deadpool type of movie. But for Harley and for DC, you know. In that sense, there was a lot of humor. And it was fun. And... A lot of great music, kind of like Deadpool and that kind of thing. Margot Robbie is unbelievable as Harley Quinn. I thought she was just fantastic. Yeah. And beautiful. I mean, like just a great job of acting. Really liked it. Now, FYI, there's a lot of profanity. I was actually shocked at how much profanity there was. So interesting. Keep that in mind if you're thinking about seeing it, that it's very pervasive. So FYI. Yeah, profanity doesn't really bother me, even though I'm, I don't appreciate it, but it doesn't bother me like it does some people. So that's why I like to mention it is that just be aware if, they, if you're sensitive to it, you're not going to like the movie. Yeah, good call out. Now, the birds of prey in general were fun. One of the characters, I'm not going to go into a lot of detail. This is a non-spoiler review. One of the characters, I actually didn't know who it was. And Johnny Pistol Shot was like, oh, this character is amazing. And she, he told me all about her and her backstory and who she becomes. And I was just like, oh, I need to do a little research on her. She's, she's a fascinating character. Now this was like the introduction to her. So we don't know a lot about her. She hasn't gone down that crazy rabbit hole that we find out more later about. So I'm, I'm pretty excited about that, but you know, Huntress showed up and of course, um, Dinah Lance, the black canary showed up. Oh, it was so cool. That was just such a good, yes, they changed things. I loved it. Weird seeing Ewan McGregor, AKA Obi-Wan as a bad guy. <laughs> Uh, Ewan, I have or such Ewan? a man crush on Ewan. Ewan. Is it Ewan? Seriously. I call him Ewan. Is it Ewan? Ewan. It's Ewan, Ewan McGregor. Ewan McGregor. Ewan McGregor. Oh, he's such an awesome dude. Dude, he's I awesome. Like the guy. Oh my yeah. gosh. He did such a great job as a bad guy though. It was weird because you know, everything yeah. I've seen him in, he's a good guy, but he was exactly so hate. Like you hated him. You wanted to kill him or punch him or something. I was just like, wow, you did a great job. Ewan. 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 Ewan, thanks for correcting that. I, I've been calling him Ewan for like Ewok. Let's go, let's go pick a fight. Ewan, yeah, that's my island. <laughs> <laughs> You're crazy. I, um, there's not much more to say about it though. So it was fun. I think it was worth it. I think it's a fun movie to watch and try not to nitpick. I'm doing this because I got really heavily into nitpicking because I got bitter about Arrow and some other things and the agendas that were going on. Mm-hmm. So I started to become like the nitpicking king. Once I kind of stepped back from all that and just said, dude, life's short. It's entertainment. We really, really shouldn't be all that critical about something that's designed to entertain us because that's just too stressful for no reason. <laughs> you know what I mean? Isn't it interesting that such a common phrase as nitpick yeah. was originated from people picking lice neg- eggs out of each other's hair? Are you serious? That's what a nit is. Yeah. I had no idea. 
nitpicking See, I originally was, I mean, this is way back. Keep in mind, only a few hundred years ago, lice was pretty common, the average population, but uh, they, they would pick nits out of each other's hair, just wow. like monkeys still do. Yeah. Wow. And then monkeys eat them. So are we <laughs> seriously like we're picking lice out of, that's, that's bizarre. Why do we call it? We're metaphorically picking lice eggs out of the movie. Yeah. Wow. And then eating them. Huh. And then, well, yeah. Yeah. Well, there you go. I'm going to stop nitpicking. There are some things that I have to nitpick, especially with like when we talk about shows like Picard and stuff like that, or when we were talking about the Mandalorian, not because I need to be a hateful fan, but it's because there are some things that I feel like should be challenged. But other than that, I really, I just trying to enjoy things and enjoy life a little bit more. Yeah. And it's entertainment. If it's not entertaining, stop watching it. That's that's, that's right. simple. And that's and again, like we've said before, there's so I was thinking that just just this weekend when I was looking through Netflix before I started watching Lock and Key. Yeah. Gosh, there's a lot of stuff to watch out there. Yeah, and most of it's bad. For, well, I don't know, but it depends on who you are. There's so much stuff for everybody. Yeah. What's so much of the stuff that I or you might think is really bad, other people are like gobbling it up like no, weird reality shows like my 600 pound life or whatever. Yeah. I mean Recently, I started watching and then I stopped. I haven't watched it since. There's a show called Dr. Pimple Popper. Have you heard of that? It's, <laughs> yes, it's a thing. I heard it because yeah. it was like advertised on uh, Netflix or something like that. I was like, yeah, hey, look, yeah. you should watch this. And I'm like, um, no. no. Yeah. So I, <laughs> one night I started, <laughs> I like watched two episodes and it's super graphic, super oh. disgusting. Just they're like cutting lipomas out of people oh. or like squeezing, uh, you know, cysts and, and all the crap that comes out. Oh, of man. Them. You have to have a strong constitution to watch it. But my point is, is stuff like that that's out there that, you know, most people would say, oh, that's disgusting. Why would you want to watch that? But I really enjoyed myself for one evening and then I never looked back. So, you know what? Yeah, there's just a lot out there. Guilty pleasure type shows is what people call them. You know, I don't have a problem with those. I watched the Netflix show called The Circle, which I was actually expecting something a little different because they were talking about. Uh, how social media affects us and our relationships. And I thought, okay, now I'm fascinated about that. We've talked about this on the show. That's not entirely how the show ended up going. It was a little bit different, but I found myself like oddly drawn into it and it was completely a useless show. Like, and by useless, I mean like there was really no meaning away from it or takeaway. Yeah. But at the same time, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the people. They're not characters. These are real people. Some, some of them played what they call catfish, you know, but the real people, it's like they were real people just being themselves. And I guess there was value in that, like how some people were trying to be genuinely real. And so, yeah, there was some takeaway if you think about it, but it was one of those it, dumb shows that I just relaxed to didn't yeah. have to think about, you know? Yeah. A lot of that out there. Pick something you like. I don't care. You know, like, it's funny. There's shows like, do you remember this came out? I mean, this was actually the first time that I saw Danielle Panabaker who plays Caitlin or uh, Killer Frost on The Flash. It was a show called Sky High. It was, a, it was a movie. I'm sorry. A movie called Sky High. Kurt Russell was in it. And it was all about these superhero families, essentially. And then these kids that learn about their superheroes go to this Sky High. It's high school that's up in the oh, air okay. because it's for superheroes. And it's complete cheese. But <laughs> it's such a fun movie. And it's just happy. And it's, you know what I mean? Like, you walk away smiling. It wasn't an amazing, you know, like Oscar winning movie by any means, but movies like that are just, in my opinion, for me, they're fun to watch because they're happy and they leave you with a smile and you feel good afterwards. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Hey, speaking of things that make you feel good, dude. So uh, Johnny Pistol Shot and I got together. I, I went and visited his home in Greeley, Colorado. Uh, usually I don't go out there very much because, you know, yeah. it's, it smells bad. No, it actually really doesn't anymore. But <laughs> he, uh, they, they used to have a lot of uh, feedlots out there. Uh, and, you know, it's the smell of money. Used to. They, they don't have as many anymore. Weird. It doesn't smell as Wait, bad. Where'd, where'd they all go? Um, gone. I don't know. I didn't know Greeley got rid of all their feed. Lots. Well, not all of them, but it's not as many and it doesn't smell as bad. It used to smell okay. basically like manure. So that's, it was bad. Yeah. Well, he t- he's like, dude, we got to go to this restaurant. It's called fat Albert's. And I'm like, sweet <laughs> is, uh, is that the name of the owner or is it actually after the show? You know, well, who knows, but hey, 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 Brian. <laughs> yeah, well, the food there, uh, if you eat it all the time, it's going to make you fat. I'll tell you that much. So first of all, Johnny's like, you need to have this. It's a Monte Cristo, but it's deep fried in tempura batter. <laughs> so <laughs> tempura batter. <laughs> nice. Um, and I'm like, well, I'm not a big fan of ham and Swiss, but so I'm like, I don't think I'll get it because if it were like if I could do cheddar, that's one thing. And I asked and they said, no, it's like pre-made. They, they pre-bred it you know, every yeah. morning and all that. So I'm like, ah, well, forget it then. But he gave me a bite of his and I was like, okay, that actually was pretty good. And I couldn't taste the Swiss, which was surprising <laughs> to me, but I got one. I totally forgot the name of it, but it was garlic bread as the sandwich. <laughs> uh-huh. And then you had fried chicken fingers, hollandaise sauce, Monterey Jack cheese, veggies, you know, that kind of thing. Oh my gosh. I mean, so unhealthy, Holy but cow. dude, it was I'm eating this and I'm like, this is so good. I don't think I've tasted anything this good in a long time. I mean, unhealthily good but just like yeah. whoa this is good and then um they had these the side was potato skins and it's literally like half a potato that they cook and then they put some like it's like cream cheese or something on the top but it was really really good and then he said they make some of the best desserts because they have this this baker that comes in and home makes everything in the morning and they have huh. the, the display of like the pies and and i'm looking at this and i'm like these look like some of the best desserts i've ever seen and so he's like, try their carrot cake. And I've had okay carrot cakes, but I've had one exceptional carrot cake. My great aunt used to make it. This ties with her carrot cake. It was so good. Cream cheese wow. frosting. Oh my gosh. I mean, it was, it tasted real and oh my gosh. So it probably good. was real. That's the thing. It was all natural <laughs> ingredients. You could tell it wasn't like all kinds of processed junk or anything, but it was so good. I just had to share like, wow, I want to go back. It was so good. Well, I can tell that that restaurant's going to be very, very busy on the last day of the world. So yeah, uh, and it's been around yeah. since 1982. So oh wow, till Fat Albert dies, we're good, man. Now, one thing I can share that tastes just as amazing, surprisingly, and it is actually healthy for you. They've been talking about you know bone broth. So I did a little bit of research on bone broth a while ago, and you know when people say when you have a cold or something, we'll bring you chicken soup. Yeah, of course. Well, chicken noodle soup. Originally, it was chicken soup. So it's turned into oh. like Campbell's chicken noodle soup, which is just a lot of you know MSG and preservatives and junk. And it tastes yes. amazing, but it's not good for you. <laughs> well, the original chicken soup was bone broth. What they oh, would okay. do is they would eat chickens and then they would put their carcass, basically, after you've pulled all the chicken meat off, put the, the bone carcass and then they would stew it. And mm-hmm. all of the stuff would come out of the bones, all the good stuff, collagen, all that, you know, nutrients and everything. And then they would take it out and then, you know, you'd strain it and you'd have a broth. And that was your chicken soup for when you were sick. Well, what I've learned about bone broth is it's filled with tons of nutrients. So good for mm-hmm. you. And because of the marrow. Yeah. It, it sucks all the good stuff out of the bones, basically. Mm-hmm. 
it's not easy to make because you know you got to get a whole chicken and then you got to pull all the meat off of it and then you got to cook it and it takes a while and you know it's, it's a little difficult a little time consuming but uh like sarah found job. one yeah exactly sarah found one that you can purchase and it's a they've taken it all and they've dried it and then you can pour it into water and drink it hot water oh my gosh it is so good the flavor's phenomenal and i actually have noticed that i've been feeling better hmm. in a lot of ways since drinking that and i've only done it for about a week now do you drink bone broth every morning before you i start usually drink or? it in the evening okay yeah for me i mean you can drink it whenever some people drink it for breakfast and i'm not a big fan of that kind of thing for breakfast because it's it's very savory but yeah there are a lot of benefits to bone broth you can read about them but i mean there is your traditional chicken soup but it's supposed to really help with your immune system and a lot of other really good things but if you can find a good one or if you want to make your own that's the best option it's time consuming but if you can find a good one that you can purchase and it's not too expensive wow I was, I'm impressed. Nice. And Good some of them are uh, like the one I got has 10 grams of protein in it. And so it's, I mean, it's kind of filling. So kind of recommend it. It's worth it. Now I wanted to say one more thing and then we'll wrap up here because it's been a, a long, a long day already for some of you. You're ready to go have the weekend. Uh, what? Dude, bro. I got to play this board game. Uh, yeah, like it's, it was called, uh, like I think flip ships. I'm not really sure. Cause I lost my car too, bro. So like flip ships, what flip ships? Uh, yeah. So <laughs> I think that's what it was called. It's basically space invaders as a board game. So you have huh. this long row of board tiles and it represents the atmosphere all the way up into space. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, all these tiles go all the way up into the atmosphere. You've got the moon area. You've got the planet. It goes all the way through the solar system. And just like in Space Invaders, it starts off with two rows and they move their way down. And once they hit the atmosphere, you take damage and you have so many hit points. And as you take damage, you gain additional special ships for yourself. And if you get down to zero, you die. And then, of course, there's the mothership which you can try to hit and it's like an open box. It's like a, a cardboard cutout of the mothership. And then there's a big opening in the middle. So it's really funny because what you're supposed to do is you have this quote launch pad, which is a little wooden block. And then you have these little cardboard ships and you're supposed to flip them in the air. And okay. they got to land on an enemy ship or inside of the mothership box. Oh, and that's how you destroy the ships. Well, some of them have shields and some of them have, uh, or they take like two hit points. So two ships basically. And the mothership takes, I think three or four damage in order to kill it. And so basically the way to win is you either take down the mothership, which is really hard to hit because it's far away from the flipping and, or you destroy all of their ships before they take all your life away, essentially. And then you randomly draw three special powers for your ships. And, you know, one represents your your light ships, one represents your medium ships, and one rep- represents your heavy ships. And some of them are like, you know, if you land close to an enemy but not on an enemy, you can utilize your long laser or your short laser to try to hit them or something. You know what I mean? It's like little things like that. Or if you actually hit the mothership, you can reflip your ship. Stuff like that. It's like little fun powers. But... It was surprisingly one of the most fun board games I've played in a very, very long time. It was so cool. Deep Thoughts with Captain Influence. For the longest time, I thought that paranormal activities were something you did dressed in camouflage. Then I figured it out. Well, Monday, 
we will have our episode four review of Star Trek Picard. And as I mentioned, we are in the process of those additional interviews, the nerding out interviews, embracing, nay, unleashing your inner nerd, and as well as unleashing your superhero. All of those interviews, they're in the process, plan to actually air them in March, and we're going to have a lot of fun with those. So be watching for those, but we'll be back next Friday as well. So in the meantime, though, thank you for joining us. It's been fun. And of course, it's always fun. You know, we'd love to hear from you. So you can either email us trb at realbrianshow.com. You can join the Facebook group, our Slack group. Either way, all of that is in the show notes over at realbrianshow.com. And if you want the specific show notes, just look at the episode number. So it's realbrianshow.com slash 202. Simple and easy, people. Okay? Okay. Okay. You know what the music means, okay? Okay. okay. We're going to need you to go ahead and just, um, you know, have a great re- weekend, okay? Okay, and a good week, okay? Remember, drugs are bad, okay? Drugs are bad, okay, yeah. And uh, every other podcast except this one is bad, okay? Yeah, That's I don't right. know about that, okay? Uh, okay, all right. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. Real Brian Show is signing off. The Real Brian Show is a production of 514 Media at 514mediaempire.com.